for listening to slightly sobbing this is sensitive urban female and we are in the house with ms heather matheson hello and i'm sorry oh my gosh what's your dj name a little confused <laughs> hey guys yes there we go a little confused is in the house as well um so today trigger warning we are talking about a little bit more of a sensitive issue than normal slightly sobbing it's a uh, abusive relationships so if you don't want to kind of hear this hashed out totally understandable you can either skip ahead with the talking tracks. So I'll make sure to mark it here so that you know uh, when to skip it or if it gets too much. You can just listen to the music or, you know, you don't have to listen at all. Totally up to you. But um, I'd hope you listen. It's, it's going to be a really good conversation. Um, and we are we chose this because I think that it's a really important thing. It's not just, um, you know, physical or mental. It's kind of a combination of both or one or the other. Um, and then you guys want to speak on kind of why you wanted to touch on this specific topic? Well, for me, at least, uh, I've definitely been in one, mm -hmm. so that makes me want to talk about it. But, um, I think that most people have in some way or another, and I think it can be really hard to identify. Yeah, I think Heather and I were talking before we got here that, there's is so much ambiguity around the subject so like first step to us is just being able to talk about it and like helping people know that they're not alone in it so that's kind of why we wanted to bring it to light totally and um per the huge we you know looked up the definition on a nifty google search and to our not surprise there wasn't a specific definition for abusive relationship that we we could find um, easily with just a Google search, which is kind of uh, it's it's good for our point, but bad for society, in my opinion. Um, but anyways, the Webster uh, Marion Webster definition of abuse is using harsh, insulting language, an angry and abusive crowd, um, harsh and insulting, using or involving physical violence or emotional cruelty. So, at least like you know, abuse kind of has its own thing, but. When you're thinking of a relationship, most people think, oh, it's a loving relationship because you wouldn't have a relationship if it wasn't loving, which just unfortunately is not true. Yeah, and I think another common misconception is that you can be in an abusive relationship and there is no love, which I think is less often the case. Mm -hmm. yeah. Usually people in them have extreme, extreme abuse sides and then extremely loving sides, which can make it incredibly confusing to admit to yourself that you're in one. Totally. So, I mean... Do you guys want to kind of give a little bit of a background on the relationships that you kind of, not like obviously the specific ones, but like the certain instances that kind of made you realize that you were in an abusive relationship, at least the after effects, um, after effects of it? Um, either of you, and I can go too. I have one too. I think anybody that's been in like a relationship sadly has at least been in one semi-abusive, if not like very abusive relationship, which is kind of why we're focusing on this uh, topic. 
Yeah, so I think, um, well, at least in the aftermath, I think it's easy to look back on it and be like, oh, I wish I wish I knew then what I know now in terms of like my worth and the way I let someone speak to me or treat me. But um, yeah, uh, I think, I guess specifically being in an abusive relationship, <clears throat> I mean, there's like that power dynamic, so you get that. But then it's like, I think what makes it so confusing and weird is that like it kind of does involve that element of love where you're like, you feel hopelessly in love with someone that's hurting you and that's really confusing. And once you realize you're kind of like torn in there, you that for me at least, that's when I realized like, okay, this might be an abusive relationship because like my love is being compromised and I'm justifying something really terrible with love. Yeah, yeah. and and also when um, in the, one of the relationships I've had that has been abusive, I think that the moment I woke up from it was hearing someone else talk about a friend of theirs who was in one and me being like, oh my God, you know, yeah. that's so terrible. They need to get out. And then I took a step back and oh my god that's me like yeah. I'm that person that people can talk about and that freaked me out um that it took me hearing someone else's experience with it to recognize my own but uh to Sammy's point about there being a lot of love I think it's easy to feel like you know this person wouldn't do it to a stranger they love me so much that like I have this power to make them so upset or you know does that make sense no yeah. totally. no it totally makes sense and I think that the recognizing of it is like so hard because if you're in a relationship that's gotten to a point of being bad you know you're like you're really gunning for it to work it's not like you're like oh it's bad now I'm gonna tap out it's like Mm -hmm. if you're getting to a certain point where it is abusive there's like like you feel like there's no way out because you really want to make it work for whatever reason and the reason typically is like you you have such a um soft spot for whoever you know you're in the relationship for for whatever reason they're you know usually abusive relationships are like super manipulative too where they make you feel like you can't function without them and then typically at least from my experiences you're like oh I can't function without you so you're right like I I am not worth um breaking free from this because you're my person and I just need to suffer through this because eventually it'll be better but a lot of the times it's not. Yeah, and I think it can also be incredibly isolating to be going through that experience, especially, at least in my my experience with it, being someone who feels like I can identify those signs and then realizing that I was in one, I didn't want to tell anybody about it because it's embarrassing. And I think the first reaction of a lot of people is, oh my God, you have to get out of it. And it's really not that simple. And it's not what you want to hear either. Right, you know that one already. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, (laughs) no one's like, it's a good idea to be in a bad relationship, like an abusive relationship. No one's going to say that, but you're never going to tell someone that you're in one because you don't want that uh, judgment or that like speculation that your Mm -hmm. relationship isn't going to work. And, you know, that's like the hardest thing to come to terms with, I feel like once and then once you do, there's another obstacle like with coming to peace with that and like ending it, which can be so much more scary (laughs) because if you're in an abusive relationship in like a quote-unquote loving area like what if you're in an abusive relationship trying to end that um so maybe we can touch on that a little bit after this music break um and i am gonna talk about an experience that i've had and maybe we can you know chat about your guesses too like specifically Mm -hmm. 
Um, just because I think that you guys have a really good point where people just don't talk about it because they're embarrassed. And I, I think that everyone can kind of attest to that. It's like there's an embarrassing situation and, and, and it's hard to come forth with, I guess. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first two songs that we played, um, this lovely playlist was curated by Heather and Lil Confuse as well. <laughs> um, the first song was Running Up the Hill by Kate Bush. And then it's in, there's other things in parentheses. What is this? A deal with... Da, da, da. Um, uh, it's just the extended title, I think. <laughs> love it. Um, but anyways, that's by Kate Bush and The House I Grew Up In by Doe Eye, which is a local Bay Area band, correct? Yeah. Uh, Miriam is the front woman of that band, and she's an amazing producer, songwriter. Yes. And can you um, kind of talk on why we chose those songs, too? Um, I kind of yeah. want to feed it into the, <clears throat> the theme as well. Definitely. So Running Up That Hill, I think... Um, after Googling the lyrics, like, mm-hmm. kind of actually hit home as much as I hoped it would uh, in regards to this topic because I, like, I mean, that song, just, you know, running up the hill, like, yeah. the whole climb, it's, like, very much how I felt when I was in an abusive relationship. It's, like, kind of, like, tiring and you feel alone and, like, you you just feel exhausted because you need to either like make it work or or end it and it's just confusing so and both are exhausting yeah <laughs> lots of nights up late fighting exactly oh, yeah gosh. it's it's really you get no rest I feel like in in that situation and I thought maybe that would resonate with listeners just because like if you do feel in that situation where you like are constantly running up a hill like don't think you're alone <laughs> yeah so we all have felt that way totally and um we'll kind of talk about instances where we can make solutions or help with solutions for people who kind of feel alone um, mm-hmm. in the coming hour. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys for tuning in. This is Slightly Sobbing on BFF.fm. I am Sensitive Urban Female, and we are talking about abusive relationships today.
sorry about that (laughs) we are back on slightly sobbing um this is on bff.fm we are talking about abusive relationships today so i did give a little bit of a trigger warning earlier in the episode but if you are not comfortable then please feel free to tune out and if you are comfortable you should stay for the conversation just because i think it's an important one and i think that everyone should hear it if you are comfortable hearing it Um, but before we left, we were kind of talking about specific instances where we were in an abusive relationship, um, and how it shaped us and kind of how we broke free from it and kind of unpacked it. Um, so I can start or you guys can start. Um, we're in the studio today with (laughs) Lil Confused and Heather. Um, if you guys want to say hi. Hi there. Hello. Cute lady voices into it. (laughs) Um, anyways, so I can go, you guys can go, tell me what to do. Go first. Okay, I can go Take it away. I'm going to go first. Um, so I guess I can talk about one relationship where I was about 20 and I was in a relationship with a guy who I was really infatuated with and from the get-go I knew he wasn't that into me, which is like the worst situation you can ever be in in a relationship when you're first starting out. Because it's, like, very jarring and, like, essentially you're just gunning for their love the entire time. Mm -hmm. Which is, like, kind of (laughs) self-abuse almost. Because it's, like, he didn't know that I was, like, you know, infatuated with him as much as I was. But it it became very clear that I was um, throughout the relationship. And he was very um, manipulative in the way that he made me feel. Um, He would say a lot of things like, oh, like, you're so cute and... I like totally want to be with you like I I think that this is gonna work but then he would be very uh, dismissive like 
when I would try to text him when he wasn't like with me. So it was like a very like face to face relationship. There was not a lot of like communicative um, feedback unless we were together. And he would only let me see him when it was on his terms. Um, it felt very, um, I don't know, isolating at times. And it didn't, I didn't really understand for a long time how abusive the relationship was until later on when I kind of thought back on it when I realized that I was being manipulated to kind of just be what he wanted me to be. And I was like put on this pedestal and I kind of understood that he didn't really take a notice into my life. He was just kind of seeing what I was on um, a surface level, I guess. Like, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like when you're younger and like people see you for what you do uh, like extracurricularly and then they're like, that person's this and they just pigeonhole you. So it was like very jarring and it made me feel very small. And then we broke up because I told him I was in love with him and he said he wasn't. (laughs) Um, And then I was like, okay, then we should break up. And he was like, no. And then then he thought about it and he was like, yeah, I don't want to be with you. And then that was just like the most gutting thing ever because if people knew that, like, I mean, I guess it wasn't like abusive, but it was like, it was like mentally abusive. It made me feel like I like had was like making it all up in my head well see what you just did there though i think that's why it's so hard to deal yeah. with these sort of relationships because it's so easy to to convince yourself it's not that you know yeah totally so then like we you know broke up for a while and then this is where the abuse came in honestly it wasn't even necessarily during the relationship but we broke up and then like a month later he like came to an event that i was definitely going to be at to see me and then he was like a little drunk and he's like hey like i really miss you like i think we made a mistake like i I think that, like, we should hang out. Like, he's like, I'm always going to have a crush on you. And I was like, okay. And then, like, the next morning, he's like, yeah, like, that was fun. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want to keep doing this unless, like, we're going to be in a relationship. He's like, okay, then never mind. I'm like, what? Oh, my God. You're the one that pursued it. Like, what's happening? Why am I, like, going crazy? And then it was like, what's wrong with me? Like, why, like, why did that just happen? Like, I don't understand and it took me a really long time to realize that there was nothing wrong with me and he was just like manipulating my feelings because he knew how much I liked him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so after that, like, he's like, we should definitely be friends. And like, literally another month went by and he like did not talk to me and we like got coffee and he's like, oh yeah, I'm in a relationship now. And I was like, okay. I thought you said that like you were like emotionally unstable and couldn't be in a relationship. And he's like, no. And then like, I guess, like, a month later, they, like, moved in together or something, and I was, like, okay, cool, and then I, like, very, very much was, like, what is wrong with me, um, so that was, like, kind of the most abusive, at least, like, adult relationship I've been in Mm -hmm. that I can, like, remember. There's been, like, little one-offs with, like, you know, dating people, which is a different story, but I kind of got out in time because I I knew. could see it coming. Yeah, I could Mm -hmm. see it coming Mm because of that experience, um, which, you know, is good and bad, obviously, but it was still very like mentally abusive and I didn't understand why someone could have such a hold over me and like make me feel like I was the one that was being crazy when I only just wanted to like hang out you know like have a relationship but it was like not on his terms which is like not a good relationship clearly um but it took me a really long time and I was like really embarrassed to tell anybody that like we broke up under those circumstances for a really long time and they're like oh what happened I thought it, like as it honestly seemed like really fine like everything was like fine but it was like so fake 
like mm-hmm. the whole relationship i like felt bad because i was like that wasn't a real relationship like now that i like think about it he didn't know me at all and he didn't try to get to know me and that's like a big problem right yeah Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Um, humans <laughs> i think you brought up some really great points though about you know how to identify an abusive relationship and that you know it's a power dynamic they try to make you feel small and i feel like people who have tendencies to be abusive in relationships leech on to people who give them that power Mm -hmm. totally um and and they kind of thrive on it definitely i think like i can kind of relate to that in that um sometimes in a relationship for me the guy is like demanding something heavily and no matter how hard I try to like give them that sometimes in the end I realize like what they want is actually for me to like not not be able to give them what they want but to see me try yeah and so it's like they just want to have this upper hand and it's really messed up but like in the middle of it you kind of in my from my experience you just feel like a failure and you just totally and you're like what's happening yeah like you said in your story like you ask yourself what's wrong with me like there must be something wrong with me because like they're playing these games with you and you can't tell you know like why can't I give them what they want and like in my opinion and from my experience it's usually because like what they want isn't what they're saying it's not attainable either it's not like realistic yeah exactly um but yeah I mean if you guys feel comfortable, can you kind of touch on, like, a, uh, a scenario where you kind of were in an abusive relationship and how you kind of realized it? And then, like, we can talk about how you guys kind of broke free from it after the next break. Sure. If you feel comfortable. Um, <clears throat> I was in a brief relationship a few, maybe, like, a year or two after high school mm-hmm. with someone who... <clears throat> kind of had like ego issues and anger issues and I tend to be attracted to people (laughs) like that um, (laughs) for some reason but he definitely like played similar mind games with me but when I realized it was abusive was definitely like in the bedroom more Mm -hmm. um things were really uncomfortable and like at that age and like still today (laughs) like it's not like I'm super comfortable with it all the time, and, like, I think that's okay, but uh, I remember one night he said to me, um, you have to, like, pretend like you want to have sex with me at least, like, like, in, like, when I wasn't feeling it, and that just made me so, like, disturbed. That's when I kind of woke up to it, like, like, I, maybe I had been pretending, you know, for so long, and one night I was just done with it, mm-hmm. and then, like, to hear him say that, like really woke me up to the fact that like this guy isn't looking at me he's he's looking at what he wants to see and I think that was the source of a lot of the problems in our abusive relationship was like uh I had to like pretend to be this person for him you know yeah and he would take advantage of like just the fact that I wanted to be that person for him yeah and it's like not uh, that's like so I can't even wrap my head around it. It's just, like, so, um, well, I almost, think, like, gaslighting, I guess. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I think what it comes down to is that that person 
is going through their own stuff mm-hmm. and projecting it on you. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, you know, they feel like they can. Mm-hmm. You know, they take this power over you and... Yeah, that sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, it's so hard to talk about because it it's, I feel like it's a very taboo subject and, and you know, not something that we've really been given a lot of tools to discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I agree with that. And I feel like it's also mm-hmm. like, I don't want to, like, I totally want to be like, I'm sorry. But then I'm like, no, I can relate. Like, I know right. what you're talking about. Exactly. And that's the sad part. Like, the yeah. I'm sorry part is like, that we all have to know exactly what you're meaning. Yeah. <laughs> and even though we all know what we're talking about, it took me several months to tell that story to even my closest friends. Like, and I, and I didn't break up with him until I told my friends. So it was like months after. Yeah. I was like, this happened. And they're like, you got to. You got to go. You got to yeah. go. And then, you know, that, that was hard to hear. And even after I realized, like, we had to break up, like, we would still go get dinner. And things were a lot happier. We were definitely, like, in this cloud of, like, that didn't happen. We'll just forget about it. Mm-hmm. Like, things can be good. And, and then he, I think, like, coming out of this, like, abusive mind state, he he realized that I figured it out and he had to kind of make it up to me. Mm-hmm. So he was being a lot nicer and... Because he, like, couldn't take advantage of you. I mean, like, right. we were kind of ch- chatting about this um, during the commercial break, but the power play mechanism is just so vast in a lot of relationships, especially if you're, like, the one that's getting abused in the relationship. The person that, you know, holds the power, it's not necessarily always a male, obviously, is the one that is kind of the force of the abuse and it's kind of hard to break free from that I feel like because Mm -hmm. obviously if someone feels like they have power over you there's some like what's it called it's like kind of like relinquishing of that power Mm -hmm. you know that they have it so you kind of like give in which is like sucks but it just happens it's the easier thing to do in that situation it's I feel like in a weird way you're protecting yourself by letting it happen Mm-hmm. Yeah. If yeah. that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've definitely had similar experiences to both of you, but I think that my, um, I guess, most abusive relationship um, situation uh, definitely started off as more verbal. You know, we'd get into these like crazy fights over nothing. It could be as simple as, do you want burritos or sandwiches? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And um, I feel like that should have been a red flag that, you know, this relationship isn't working if we can fight over something so silly. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it's hard to walk away from something when you feel like you care a lot about someone. Mm -hmm. I think we can all relate to that. Um, But yeah, this relationship just continued to progress with the aggression, um, where those little fights would go from an argument to a screaming fit to, um, you know, big storm outs. It's like a big show every time we get into a fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, sandwiches and whatnot. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't even get the sandwiches. Um, but then, uh, you know, it, it became um, a point where he was calling me just terrible, terrible names in the fight. And for me, a big like trigger word, I guess, is being called a cunt. Mm-hmm. I hate it. It mm-hmm. reminds me a lot of, you know, hearing my parents fight as a kid. It's just like, mm-hmm. I think it's just the meanest thing you can say to somebody. Right. And he called me that in a fight. And I said, you know, you can't do that. You know, you yeah. can call me whatever else you want, but you can't call me that. He's like, oh, yeah, I totally understand. I'm sorry. You know, after the fact, 
And then every time we get into a fight after that, that was his first go-to. Oh, because he wanted to, like, yeah, get he, a rise out of me. he you. wanted to get a rise out of me, and I think that he could see his power when I would kind of crumble like, from that. My little heart hurts. <laughs> <laughs> um, and from there, it, it really only got worse, and I think I kept letting the good outweigh the bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, Easy to do. And, and then the physical abuse started. Um, so it would be, it started off as simple as, you know, we're driving somewhere and we get into an argument in the car and he would like lean across the car and punch me in the leg, you know, and it got as violent as throwing me down my stoop. God, I'm so like grossed out right now. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, I think a lot of angers, um, came in the bedroom, Mm -hmm. um, to, to Sammy's point about that. Um, I had found out that this person was cheating on me a lot. And that obviously made me disgusted to have sex with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had said, you know, we can try to work through this. I'm, I'm someone who doesn't think that cheating is necessarily an end-all. Yeah. It kind of brings to light a lot of other issues, and I was willing to try to work through them. But knowing that made me disgusted to have sex with him. Mm-hmm. And that was frustrating for him. Um, you know, and it, it even got as far as him trying to rape me one night uh, because he was so frustrated. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in terms of getting out of it, I think, as I said earlier, just hearing other people talk about their experiences with friends who have earned abusive relationships, I just mm-hmm. had to say to myself, if I were listening to a friend tell me these stories, what would I say to them? Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I think it's really isolating and scary because I feel like I'm someone who would encourage my friends to leave and I wasn't doing that for myself. And I was so embarrassed and felt so trapped. Um, So yeah, I I think that the day I finally woke up, I said it out loud. I told four people in one day and each person said, what are you doing? Yeah. And then I sat back and said, what am I doing? You know? Did it give you, um, like, courage when you did speak out about it finally, like, that you had support? Like, do you think that the reason you didn't, you didn't speak out about it before is because you didn't, like, you were, like, you said you were embarrassed, but, like, do you think that people would have, like, not believed you or, like, what, what, what was going through your head? Like, why why would you have waited a little bit longer just, like, for other people? I think that on paper, we looked like we were in a great relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd show up to things together. People were so excited. We always got told, oh, my God, you guys are my favorite couple, and that was all fun and until we got home and we hated each other, you yeah. know? Um, so I think that aspect, the social ramifications made me scared to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I think what inevitably made me able was how tired I was. I remember that day just feeling so tired, tired yeah. of fighting, tired of thinking about it, tired of staying up all night, you know, tired of covering bruises. Um, I was just done and I didn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I said it. And once I said it, it kind of helped me get the motivation I needed. It freed you a little bit. Yeah, it was very freeing. That's that's good. And then um, I guess let's take a little bit of a break. And then when we come back, um, we will talk about kind of the aftermath of those like relationships and kind of how they um, sculpted your guys's outlook on life, like past the past the abuse. Um, which I think is really important as well because (laughs) I mean the healing part is like really important yeah Um, and then kind of like we can talk next steps and kind of how we've bettered ourselves since the relationships 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think that till that's then. important too. Yeah. Some funky tunes. Yeah. <laughs> so till then. Um, up next, we're gonna have some. Let's see, Sunny and Cher. It looks like. Nice. Is that right? Yes. The best or the beat goes on. Sunny and Cher. As Anybody? It does, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. This is slightly sobbing on BFF.fm. We are talking about abusive relationships today with Heather and Lil Confused. Hope you guys have are having a good morning. The beat goes on Drums keep pounding a rhythm to the brain La da 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 dee La da 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 Charleston was once the rage of
tuning in this is slightly sobbing on bff.fm i am sensitive urban female and we are in the studio with a little confused and heather hey guys hey hey. <laughs> hey um we are talking about abusive relationships so i've been given a trigger warm uh, given i've been giving a trigger warning each time um we've come on just in case that people in case people don't want to listen. I mean, you have probably seen the title before you click on it, so you should you should be aware, but just if you're not, just be aware that we're talking about some sensitive issues, so if it's uncomfortable for you, make sure to be aware and then you can just click out if it's too much for you. Um but anyways, before the break, we were kind of talking about instances where we were in the abusive relationship and we kind of came to um and I'd like to talk about kind of the aftermath of the coming to portion and kind of like how the breaking off happened and how the resolution happened essentially. Um, so I can start just so that it's a little bit, you know, more, more cohesive with the story structure. Um, but anyways, like after I stopped dating that one person and started dating other people, I kind of fell back into the same tendencies because I didn't really feel like I deserved, um, love, which is like a very common thing. I think, um, with people, especially young people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, like, I have a little bit of a background more so on that too, but eventually I kind of broke free from that and did find someone that I think is really good for me, who I'm currently in a relationship with now, but it was really hard, I think, um, kind of getting to the point where we're at because I would second guess myself and then get very, um, almost self-destructive, you know, like saying, oh, you don't want to be in this relationship because I'm like messed up because that's how I had viewed myself for so long. Um, And then once I kind of unlearned that part of myself, it was a lot easier to accept the love that like, oh my God, I'm gonna say a freaking pricks of of being a wallflower quote, but like you accept love you think you deserve, which (laughs) I had above my bed in in college. And like at the time I was like, I'm so sad. And like, I I need to look at this so that I like can remember that I, I do deserve love, but I don't think until I was like 24 that I actually believed it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so just the unlearning of abuse and kind of like thinking that you're not good enough is a, like um, a challenge in and of itself. Um, but once you kind of break free from that, I feel like it's easier to be like more supportive of friends that you can kind of see the same tendencies that aren't necessarily coming out to you about them. I feel like sometimes I can notice that with, with people because I have been in the same scenarios and I can kind of like gauge what they're doing and can be like, Hey, like, how are you feeling about this certain situation? And it's easier to kind of open them up because I've been through those experiences that have been so horrible. Um, but it's also another, it's a, it's a process and it's not, you know, a perfect science. Um, I think everybody's journey is a little different for sure. Totally. Um, so do you guys want to kind of talk about how you unlearned and kind of recuperated from the relationships you had previously been in that were not necessarily the best? Yeah, totally. So the story I told was probably um, the first abusive relationship I was in. We were just kind of talking about that and then saying that I'm like, oh, wait, 
that means that I've been in several. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. it's it's a process, right? I can count them. It's it's a few. It's, yeah, it's many, and who knows? Like whatever. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I think a huge part of overcoming it was saying it out loud, like we're doing right now, and like hearing word words from other like like expressing the fear that was involved and expressing like all the emotions that you've kept in your head or denied to yourself saying them out loud like helps so much to get out of it and like it's freeing it's free it's so freeing and like even though you have this fear that your friends are gonna like ridicule you for being in it or judge you for staying in it for so long like in the end usually your friends like really just want to have your back and make sure you're feeling all right so they'll be understanding and then also like like you said it's about learning how to learning that you deserve love in my for my experience it was more like learning that you don't have to like be tough Mm -hmm. I was brought up in an environment where like being tough and like not being sensitive was really valued like you know like brushing off your emotions quickly and like like just running off that hill and just making (laughs) (laughs) was like how I was supposed to live and so I think that like recognizing that I didn't have to sit through that to like be tough like my friends were like the tough thing to do is really to like appreciate yourself and like not sit through this you know totally um so just kind of like redefining what was the strong thing to do was helpful and then also like hearing from friends that like I wasn't the only person and it's like basically just like unisolating yourself from the situation is really helpful yeah and it's totally easy to isolate yourself from the situation Mm -hmm. yeah and it's really hard to come out I know it's like so hard to talk about it like I don't know I don't know anyone else who's done this like you know publicly talked about it and so yeah I think that we we've all been kind of checking ourselves you cool (laughs) on these music breaks (laughs) right Um, because it's at least my first time talking about it too yeah so it's like I understand if like that's even though if it's the first step it's like the hardest step but I don't know just let's try and do it <laughs> yeah totally. and I think uh, my to piggyback off that I I too haven't talked much about it I guess besides this and to you guys and you know certain people who know but I think that I did find myself in a situation where I felt isolated after the fact, um, after leaving him. And I think that was because I still didn't want to talk about it. You know, there were so many people I didn't tell, you know, only a few close friends knew the situation and like why why we broke up. But um, in recent months, I've been more comfortable talking about it. I think it's because I've come to a place where I feel confident again seeing someone who's really sweet and nice helps a lot but also I've taken a lot of time to grow myself um but yeah definitely that first step was very difficult because I didn't want to and maybe this is perpetuating the problem I don't know but I didn't want to shame him Mm -hmm. by talking about it you know I didn't want to tell all of his friends you know this is what your friend did. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like the best thing I could do for myself was to just remove myself from the situation and 
just bail. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good point is, like, if you share friends, too. Like, yeah, I mean, that really was, hard. we dated for a long time, and yeah. we had mostly all of the same friends. Mm-hmm. Um, our lives were very intertwined, which made it very hard to walk away. Um, obviously, doing it was the best thing I ever did, mm-hmm. but um, it took a while to feel confident again after because of how difficult it was to navigate people feeling sorry for him that we were broken up and not really understanding that I was going through something really tough too. Yeah. Um, and because I feel like, yeah, sorry, keep going. Well, part of that was because I didn't tell them what happened. Yeah. But um, it's hard to talk about. Oh, yeah. And it really is. Yeah, and I mean, people shouldn't assume that a relationship is a one-sided breakup. Like, there's clearly reasons on both sides, um, mm-hmm. you know, when that happens. And I feel like you bring up a really good point about shared friends because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times, especially in, like, adult relationships, you do share friends. And if you're in an abusive relationship, it's really jarring to kind of come to your truth and then, like, realize that people are weirdly siding with the person who abused you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's even more jarring when you're like, I didn't tell them that this happened, but I just wish they would ask me because it's kind of like not your responsibility almost. I mean, I don't feel like it should be on the person who has been abused to have to share their story every single time. Mm -hmm. I think that they should be held accountable to check in with their friends. And if they hear murmurs of their friend being abusive, they need to check in on that too. They can't just ignore it and be like, well, they're my friend, so I'm going to listen to both sides. It's like, no, I'm telling you someone abuses person and you need to take that seriously, which Mm -hmm. I don't think is taken seriously a lot of the time, which is a problem. Well, I think it's very easy to dehumanize an abuser who you don't know. Yeah. Um, It's really easy to just be like, you're a piece of shit. How could you do that to this person? They're an angel. You're garbage. Yeah. And I think that when it's shared friends, that becomes really muddy because Mm -hmm. it's very easy to identify with an abuser when you maybe think you know why they're abusive. You know, maybe Mm -hmm. you know about their childhood or you know about these instances in their lives that Mm -hmm. have pushed them to a breaking point. Mm -hmm. Um. And it's mm-hmm. easy to make excuses for them. Like, well, they just need help. Right. They just need this. Yeah. They just need that. And honestly, those are the same things that the person who's in the relationship did yeah. for, you know, as long as it lasted. Yeah. Um, so it's understandable, but it's not okay. Totally. And I feel like we were kind of chatting about this earlier too, but at what point are you kind of holding the person responsible and like making them like own up to their actions and then like the rehabilitation after like when when is a good time to forgive them if they have been rehabilitated you know Mm -hmm. because a lot of the time i feel like it's 50 50 like some people just get away scot-free and then they don't ever have to own up to their um Mm -hmm. to their shit which is that's not what i'm cool with but like people who do own up to their shit and do work on themselves it's like they do have a little bit of a blacklist because like against them because they were the ones that did this in the first place and i have a really hard time kind of differentiating that Mm -hmm. because i'm like okay i don't like this person because of x y and z because of these horrible things they've done but i can clearly see that they are working on themselves they're in therapy they're working to better themselves and be a better person and not be an abusive human Mm -hmm. because obviously people aren't fucking perfect you know like it doesn't there's not black and white like there's there's hurt in a lot of people but I just, I I personally have an issue kind of figuring out what the line is that I can, like, be, like, okay with someone. Yeah, and I think everyone does. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I, I want to be very clear before I say what I'm going to say that I'm not trying to be a um, 
abuser sympathizer. Mm-hmm. That's that's <laughs> even a term. But we'll um, make it one. <laughs> I I do think it's important to realize that the person who did the abusing has stuff going on with them. You know, they um, obviously need help. They need counseling if they think that it's okay to mm-hmm. speak to someone that way or to put hands on someone else. And I think it's important that they do have a support system to get that help. And if you have a friend who you know is an abuser, mm-hmm. it's important to not let them get off scot-free um, by ignoring it, but instead being there for them and helping them find a therapist, um, whether it be you know you driving them to therapy, giving them resources. And if they choose not to take those or make any actions for themselves, that's when you can walk away from them, right. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's important not to dehumanize people. Totally. Um, <clears throat> because they do need help, and there are resources available. Um, there's a lot of counselors that are free or cheap in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, men's groups, that you not that men are the only people who can abuse, but in my monogamous relationships mm-hmm. with men, that has been the mm-hmm. case. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of, I mean, never mind, keep going. Um, But yeah, I think that if you don't want to write off your friend completely for doing something like this, it's your responsibility to help them get the help they need or, you know, hold them accountable in other ways. Help them take action. Yeah, help them take action. Um, Cool. Well, when we're back, maybe we can talk about specific resources that we have um, available for people who are in domestic relation or domestic abuse relationships or people who are are uh, abusers because it, it is i mean like i'm not trying to be also an abuser sympathizer but i'm sure it's also very isolating because you clearly know that you're doing something wrong mm-hmm. and you're doing it for a reason but you probably don't know the exact reasons right. so we can try to unpack that a little bit and um just kind of talk about um hope i guess <laughs> when we're back can i say one thing yeah of course go ahead sorry i just wanted to say like in terms of like being an abuser sympathizer or not like that's one of the biggest pressures my friends have put on me when I try to like speak out about abusive relationships is like you have to hate them like you have to like cut them out of your life forever it's not your responsibility but like oftentimes I do want that responsibility and like the way I see it is like if we're advancing as a society and we don't want abusive relationships to be as common as they are like I'm willing to put in the effort to like help people like get better and then teach the next generations like how to not do that and it's not everyone's responsibility but like if like that's just my choice is to feel like that and it should be your choice if you have the emotional energy to do that i think that it's very noble and i think that it's necessary but like sammy was saying or (laughs) a little confused um was saying (laughs) it's um it's it's up to you like if you feel like you have the emotional labor to do that then by all means please help but if you don't feel strong enough to do that, that's totally okay too. I yeah. don't think that it's like, it, there's no shame in either one. And I don't think anybody should be um, held at a weird standard if you choose one or the other. Totally. Don't make someone who's feeling shame go through more shame. Yeah, right. it's just yeah. like perpetuating the problem more so. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, cool. Well, now when we come back, we will talk about um, next steps and kind of just the like aftermath of it and seeing that it does get better and there are ways to grow 
Um, so thank you for listening. This is Slightly Sobbing on BFF.fm. I'm Sensitive Urban Female, and we are talking about abusive relationships with Heather and a little confused. <laughs> I hope you guys are having an amazing morning. It's 4 a.m.
And we're back. Thank you for listening. This is Slightly Sobbing on BFF.fm. I am Sensitive Urban Female, and we are in the studio with Lil Confused and Heather. Hey, guys. Hey, everybody. <laughs> um, so before we get into resources, we were um, talking in the very beginning of this episode through, you know, till now about abusive relationships. So um, just if you guys are uncomfortable, trigger warning, please don't feel obligated to listen. Um, it's the last time I'll say it. <laughs> um, but anyways, we were kind of having an issue, not issue, we were struggling with finding resources, which is kind of the number one problem. But we did come up with a few um, from Heather and uh, a little confused. So if you guys want to go ahead and touch on the ones that um, are resources kind of for everybody and then c- can you touch on specific you know victim and i hate that word too we already yeah, kind of went over that it's hard to know the right terminology we had such a long conversation about how to like me like use terminal yeah yeah and we've <laughs> come up with nothing good so <laughs> i i'm not like i'm also not a fan of like that <laughs> yeah so it's tough but um we've got some resource available resources available and we'll give them to lizzie so she yes. can put them on the the I'm going to put them on my site. Yeah, I'm going to put them on the event description. So if you're on this podcast, it's going to be in the the description area with hyperlinks. And then I'll also put it on um, the Slightly Sobbing uh, Facebook page. So I know it's not like super cool to go to them, but (laughs) it'll be there if you need it. Um, But essentially, we were kind of just talking about um, free, um, what's it called? Free therapy. And you guys have some places that they can go to, correct? Yeah, so there is a, um, what is it called here? Well Clinic mm-hmm. San Francisco provides um, sliding scale therapy for individuals and couples. Mm-hmm. There's uh, another sliding scale uh, couple therapy <clears throat> institution called Liberation Institute, and I think they do it based on income. Mm-hmm. So it won't hopefully won't be a struggle for you depending on your income yeah because i know that's a big concern i know therapy is like very expensive most of the time so Mm -hmm. there are resources that you guys can definitely look into um for getting help or you know on either end um for getting help on kind of rehabilitation of being an abuser and rehabilitation of being abused yeah so we'll also give um the number for the domestic violence hotline which you can call 24-7 if you are going through something crisis-wise and mm-hmm. need someone to talk to. There's also an organization called Woman Incorporated, which uh, supports those impacted by violence, and that's here in San Francisco as well. And then we have um, Men Creating Peace, which is an East Bay-based organization that's trying to break the pattern of men being violent. So that's a great resource if you are a violent man. (laughs) That's the right way to say that, but um, there you go. There's the San Francisco Public Health Domestic Violence um, Information List, which we'll give a link to. And um, honestly, I have a pretty big list here, so I can just give them to you, Lizzie. Yeah, we'll just list them for sure. I was going to say, too, like, not on the list. Like, if you have insurance, go through your insurance and look who they cover because you might be surprised. And if you don't have insurance, Medi-Cal, I hear, is pretty easy to get on if you apply. Totally. And they cover some good people. I know that. For therapy, right? Yeah, for therapy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I would say, um, you know, it's really hard 
to talk about. I mean, it took me so long to admit it to myself, let alone say it out loud, but maybe it'll be easier if you talk to a stranger, you know? So Mm -hmm. we're definitely going to put those resources up there. Mm -hmm. And honestly, as hard as it can be, talking to your friends is really important because they love you and are Mm going to be there while you figure it out. And I think you'd be surprised at how how your friends kind of rise to the occasion when you really need them. Totally. Totally. Unless you have shitty friends, but... And if you have shitty friends, then you can be friends with us. Yeah, Yeah. please, just hang out. That's what we were just talking about. It's like, why do we need resources and we can just be the resource? Yeah, call me. Give me a call, DM me, as long as, yeah. Um, And we were kind of chatting about this, too. We're going to, or at least personally, I would urge you, if you're in an abusive relationship, to get out of it. Um, It's hard to come to terms with but you're probably not going to be able to fix the person and it's it's not worth staying in for your mental health um you can definitely help them yeah and i was going to say to that especially if it's um abusive physically Mm -hmm. because i think that something we often forget is how fragile our bodies are Mm -hmm. and how easy it is to die yeah (laughs) i mean just think about it if you get pushed and you fall down the stairs you could hit your head and be dead yeah so even if you think that your relationship isn't to the point where it's life-threatening it could very well happen accidentally and if there's any violence in your relationship it's a bad bad situation yeah it's really easy for it to become normal then to seem normal like these little acts of violence so just be aware And it's easy to say, you know, well, he hit me, but it didn't leave a bruise. Or he hit me, but not in the face. You know, we have these ideas in our head of what abuse looks like from movies and books and things like that. But um, the reason why you're struggling with saying that it's actually what it is is because you're feeling embarrassed and ashamed and you don't need to. It's not your fault. Yeah. And I mean, um, also... Don't make excuses for the abuse. It's not ever your fault, even if you feel like it is. It's not. If someone is literally abusing you or telling you things that are mentally debilitating, is that the right word? I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like breaking you down mentally, it's not your fault. Um, And if you feel like it's your fault, then we urge you to get help. And if you feel like you need help as well like if you need therapy as well then you probably do and that's totally okay it's totally okay to ask for help and it's totally okay to be open about your hurt and I feel like our society kind of pushes that under the rug and it shouldn't be pushed under the rug I it's think okay to that um sorry to interrupt you Lizzie, no you're good that it's really easy when you're in an abusive relationship and I'm talking from experience now that, you know, maybe they hit you or push you and you push back or, you know, you, you block your face and, you know, smack back or something. You know, you're, you're trying to defend yourself in that situation and it's easy to be like, well, I'm just as bad. You know, I did this, I did that. And the fact of the matter is your relationship's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, no one should push you to that point and you are better than needing that in your life. So keep that in mind when trying to get the strength to do something about it I guess yeah no 100% and if you guys do have questions about this program give us uh, a ring we're all here um we'll be coming back in a little bit just to kind of wrap it up uh summarize what we were talking about the whole two hours I appreciate you guys all listening thank you to Heather and a little confused for being on the show 
and we're gonna listen to uh, more of the music that they've curated because it's amazing um up next is gonna be you don't own me which i think is so powerful and i think is perfect to transition into did you put that on i thought about putting it on yeah I put it on. <laughs> I love it. that's the one hannah put on too and then i'm like yes yeah um which is just kind of like you own yourself and you own your Ooh, that was my phone uh you own your actions um up to a certain point i mean no you own your actions but like it's not your responsibility for other people's actions. So go ahead and take a listen. We'll be back in a little bit. Appreciate you guys all for listening. Hope you're having a good morning. And um, thanks for sharing this experience with us. I'm having a good time. I hope you guys are at least really happy to be doing this. Yeah. I hope this is a little bit therapeutic for you as it is for us. Okay. Thanks for listening. We'll be back.
Welcome back. We are listening to Slightly Sobbing. This is on BFF.FM. I am your host, Sensitive Urban Female. We are in the studio with Lil Confused and Heather. Hello. Hey. Hey, guys. Um, so we've been talking about um, abuse. What a relation. <laughs> abusive relationships. <laughs> abuse. Um, abusive relationships today. And we kind of went through the life and death of an abusive relationship which i think is an important topic because people don't really talk about it too much um we went through the resources so those are going to be in the description of this podcast and then they'll also be on my um bff um sorry not my bff my (laughs) um facebook page so you can check them out there there will be hyperlinks with um free or not free but cheap um, therapy sessions and different resources there. Um, but yeah, if, do you guys want to go ahead and give a little bit of a synopsis of your experience and kind of the, the end note of this, um, this talk? Sure. I mean, yeah, if you're just tuning in right now and the idea of an abusive relationship strikes a chord with you in any way, be it you're in one, you've been in one, or, you know, people who are in one, I think that our goal tonight was just kind of to strike conversation and learning how to communicate about it because like 
as we were preparing for the show, we realized there aren't a lot of resources, there aren't a lot of definitions that you can find easily online or anything. So I think it's like really time we just start talking about it and not feeling ashamed to do so um, on both ends. If you're an abuser or someone who's been experienced, abused. yeah. 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 <laughs> um, the terms I, are hard. Yeah, the terms are hard, and that's probably why it's so hard to talk about. But yeah. And the conclusions are confusing, but let's let's try and make some, I guess. Yeah, and let's I think be better. that, yeah, be better, and mm-hmm. the more we talk about it, the more we can start to kind of unpack it and create these terms and right. have less of a stigma against it. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that the biggest thing to know if you're in one is that you're not alone and that you can get out. The biggest takeaways are you can definitely talk to people who are around you, even if you think that you're the only person going through this in the entire world, which has I've felt that. Um, mm-hmm. It's just not true, and it's hard to like know that, and it's hard to ask for help, but I promise you once you do, it's going to feel so much better, and it, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, which sounds like super cheesy, but it's just it's just true. Sometimes you got to be cheesy. Sometimes you got to be cheesy. Life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, life is sad and that's why we're slightly sobbing. <laughs> and that's why we got to work better so that we're not slightly sobbing. Um and I want to encourage people to feel powerful in their relationships in a sense that they can own their own lives um and feel like they can definitely break free if they are not in a situation that they feel comfortable with. So yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else to add? Hopefully you liked Mm -hmm. our playlist. I think that Sammy and I tried to capture kind of the roller coaster of emotions um, within the playlist of being in an abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. We tried to touch on the high highs and the low lows. Right. We almost wanted to make a theme of like sad songs that sound happy, but they're really sad just because it's like reminiscent of my experience in an abusive relationship where it's like, Am I in love? Am I hurting? Like, it's really confusing. Can they exist at the same time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yes. They 100% <laughs> yeah. can, and that's the biggest problem. <laughs> yeah, so... That's the catalyst of all issues, I think. Because exactly. it comes mm-hmm. it comes from a place of love, and that's where it gets muddled and confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for coming and talking about this. I think it's a very important topic, and I think that we kind of broke through some of the stigmas and made it more comfortable at least in my in my feeling i feel more comfortable talking about it yeah Um, Yeah. thanks for letting us talk about something so heavy yeah Yeah, definitely so early in the morning wake up (laughs) wake up it's getting real (laughs) that should be my show now um but anyways thank you guys so much for listening um this is bff.fm i am slightly sobbing currently and (laughs) and my dj name is sensitive urban female um i hope that you guys have a good rest of your morning and yeah shout us if you need anything and we'll be posting those resources as soon as you're probably listening to this so just check those if you need them all right thanks so much for staying tuned and i hope that you have a good rest of your day love you Stop and start Stupid acting smart Flirting with the flicks You say it's just for kids You'll be the victim of your own
in my eyes.